Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Digital wellness, what is that? We'll find out from Mary Alice Curran, founder and executive director of the Digital Citizenship Institute. She teaches students, teachers, and families how to humanize each other across the screen. Julie Smith is media and communications instructor at Webster University. Her research and specialty are in fake news, media literacy, and how families and children can learn to navigate digital and social media. Thanks so much for being with us. Great to have you. Thanks for having us. Mary Alice, let me start with you. When you talk about humanizing the screen, what do you really mean by that? You know, we're, we really have to start to, um, to help our, our youngest, you know, learners understand um, that the person next to me humanized the person next to me. When, it, when we're able to do that, um, then we're able to apply it to people that speak a different language, that live in other areas around the world, that have a different color skin or practice a different type of religion. And then you can apply it um, to on screen. And so that, that opportunity where I can see that you could be my brother, you could be my uncle, you could be my cousin, uh, you could be my next-door neighbor, but no matter what, you're a human being. And so really what I see as digital citizenship is human connections, both on and offline. And when we talk about in real life, you know, a lot of times there's that assumption that it's just like right now in this moment, I physically, I'm making eye contact with both you and Julie. But when we're on the screen as well, that's still in real life. That's an in real life moment. Um, It just has that that opportunity, like it's such an exciting time because we can really connect and collaborate in really meaningful and deliberate ways um, online. And that brings in that local, global, and digital. And we really, we really view this as communities, you know, working together as a community. It's part of what we're talking about, Julie, too much screen time for kids, unsupervised screen time for kids. Well, that's a hot button, isn't it? A lot of people yeah. complain about amount of screen time. I tend to think that all screen time is not created equal. Um, I would actually prefer that my sons play video games than watch television, and that might sound crazy, but television is a very passive experience where we're consuming a story that's written and produced up by someone else, it's linear, and we're very passive. Um, in the internet experience and video game experience, people are interacting and making decisions and and making choices and solving puzzles and, in many cases, collaborating and communicating with people on the other side of the globe. So... Not all screen time is equal. I think it's um, very difficult to compare uh, six hours of Grand Theft Auto and one hour of Dora. (laughs) It's not all the same. Uh, I know this is an area in which you're heavily involved, but uh, we're really talking in in a strong sense here, media literacy, being able to evaluate and critically think your way through what we're doing. Right, right. And, you know, it, media literacy is almost easier to describe as what it's not. It's not bashing, mm-hmm. right? Although there are parts of it that are worth bashing. What we do as media literacy educators in the School of Communications at Webster is try to encourage students to be aware of the amount of time that we're spending. The average American now is spending 11 and a half hours a day with the mass media. So we're not saying that it's bad. What we're saying is, gosh, if we're spending this much time with something, we should be talking about it more than we do. So we should be evaluating it and studying how we use it and how it uses us. So that's that's kind of where we come from, from a media standpoint. There's so much media consumption. We're not anti-media. We're encouraging people to look at their relationship with the media in a different way. Mary Alice, what about this uh, uh, 
question of supervision, unsupervised kids in front of a screen. Okay. Well, we really believe that this is an opportunity back to being part of a community where we're learning alongside. So I can't call my mom and say, hey, how did you like for parenting? How did you do this? You know, there's (laughs) nobody that's been ahead of us. We're like, you know, the wild, wild west. We're, We're pioneers here. And so this is a great chance for us to learn alongside our our students and so that's really I, I think it's a it's a powerful um, moment in history where we're both we're all learners we're doing this together in you're, collaboration you're talking literally alongside mm-hmm. yes yeah, so I happen to be the mom of an 11 year old and you know you're not supposed to be on social media until you're 13 we're waiting too long to have this conversation because by 13 either they are lying and putting in a different date and getting <laughs> on these apps um, so early on we what well, my son and I we had a mother and son um, account and we were learning together. So I feel like he'll be a great case study. Is he going to make mistakes when he's an adolescent? Yeah, of course. You're supposed to make mistakes when you're an adolescent. But I think that this opportunity will, he'll be more mindful because of what we did together. And so what Julie had said about that we need to, we need to do this how to, how to evaluate, what are, what are the ways to evaluate you know, if there are 11 hours, um, of consumption time, um, how are we using social media for social good? Instead of talking about what not to do, what are we doing to encourage what we should do? You know, the first thing that strikes me, Julie, is the fact that most 11-year-olds don't want to spend time uh, on, online with a parent. <laughs> that's the last thing they <laughs> Well, they want. don't want to spend time with their parents at all, right? That's right. my point. But, but Mary Alice brings up such an important point, and there's a correlation in the media literacy world of that. We call it co-watching where you're not just putting a kid in front of a screen. You're sitting with them and asking them questions and helping them process what they see. And so that's exactly what you're doing with your son is is holding his hand while he enters this social media world. And then as he gets older and more experienced, then you gradually let go knowing that he can handle it. Right. So many times, you know, and Don, I do a lot of talks at schools and, and parent groups, et cetera, and, and someone will always say, How old should they be when they get online or when they get a smartphone? And there's no perfect answer to that, right? Because every, every child matures at their own rate. But I always suggest to them, if you have a hobby or something that you like to do with your child, start an Instagram account based on that hobby and follow other people who do it and do that together so that you can learn about it together. Really, a a big mistake I think that a lot of parents make is – avoiding social media altogether rather than experiencing it with their children. Right, right. A lot of parents, a lot of older people, if you will, uh, aren't really very sophisticated or very savvy <laughs> when it comes to this world. Right, and so this is where we're, I get to learn with, I mean, there are young people are so much more advanced, but just because they might be more advanced and more comfortable in this space, this digital world, they need us, you know? Like right. parenting hasn't changed. It's still a minefield. Um, right, right. And so, like, I can tell you when – I think he was probably eight or nine when when we started. But he's done Twitter chats for teachers, um, you know, online. We we've, we go places and we, we work with parents and we work with educators and students. But this is that community approach where everybody – we need you at the table for this conversation. Yeah, I think it's uh, well established that if you're having a problem with uh, today's digital world or any of the devices – Call a 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's and, and the that, tech support. 
is the, the teenager yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah, because yes. they really are uh, just terrifically sophisticated when it comes to that. Well, we have to take a break now already. Uh, we'll do that, and then we'll come back and talk about this issue of digital wellness. I'd like a, defini- a definition of that when we come back. We'll do it uh, in just a little bit. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast supported by University College at Washington University with undergraduate and graduate programs part-time evening and online. University College at Washington University offering world-class education within reach. Now back to our conversation with Mary Alice Curran, founder and executive editor, director, that is, of the Digital, Digital Citizenship Institute. Julie Smith is media and communications instructor at Webster University. I'll come back to you, Mary Alice. Um, what, what do we really mean by digital wellness? You know, this is so important, um, especially what we had just talked about, about the 11 hours that we're consuming media. Um, you know, I always ask people, uh, and you had brought this up today um, earlier at Webster University, when you go to bed and if you have to wake up, um, do you set an alarm on your phone or do you have the old-fashioned alarm clock? I have the old-fashioned. I'm so happy to hear that because <laughs> when you ask people, the majority of hands that go up, I want, you know, that digital um, health and wellness, I, I want people to be, come back to the idea of that human connections. I want you to come back to the human race. Mm-hmm. I want you to go back and get that old-fashioned alarm clock because what kind of message are we sending if the last message I say is to a device at night or the first message that I'm checking is a device. How about the, even if they're not human beings in your home, if you get any furry creatures, I want to really welcome you back to these human connections. But Julie, the genie's out of the bottle on that, I think. Oh, that's true. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Uh, So I think the term digital wellness represents kind of an evolution. You know, 10 years ago, we were so busy telling kids, don't be a bully. Right. The big focus was on cyberbullying. Now it seems like a lot of the focus, at least a lot of the current research out there now, is about anxiety and depression and its increased levels, especially in our young people. And so when we use the term digital wellness, we're not just talking about being nice online or knowing how to determine what's real and what's not. We're talking about kind of a, a paradigm shift in how we view our, our relationship with the media and our devices in particular. Um, I read on Twitter, ironically enough, that someone defined digital wellness as, does your device bring you more joy or more stress? And if your device brings you more stress than joy, you need to reevaluate your relationship with the device. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of, it's a more holistic approach rather than just being nice online. We're we're wanting students to understand the anxiety that that this pressure can cause them and try to help parents and teachers help those students process all of these new feelings. Mary Alice, you're doing something right now. Don't take offense to what I'm going to say, but you're working like crazy on your phone. I am. I, I think that's rude. We're having a conversation here, and you're, you're playing with your phone. I am because I – well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out our message for tomorrow. But, you know, that is also true. I, well, if I wasn't on here talking with yeah. – trying to get the message out about why this is important and that we're here right now and what we're doing tomorrow at Webster University for this free event yeah. – um, Nothing's more important than maintaining eye contact, you know, and then to teach that so that, you know, if that device is jiggling or buzzing or what have you, um, if I've got eye contact, nothing else should 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 get me off course. But to go with even what Juliet said about 
um, the fact that this social emotional learning, when you're talking about, um, you know, digital health, that is paramount. And tomorrow we've got Mandy Frolic coming to really bring um, to address, you know, the SELs. This is I feel like in the classroom, at home, in the workplace, it's so, so important. This, what you're talking about, is the fourth annual Digital Citizenship Summit at Webster University, right? What time is that? It's free and open to the public. It is. That. And we, yeah. that, that community <laughs> approach, it's, um, you know, networking and registration would be from 730 to 830, but we have a, a hard start at 830 tomorrow morning with some, I mean, unbelievable speakers. Julie's going to be one of them, but we have global and international audience coming. And what is really exciting is that right now, I feel like St. Louis is the hub of the very best in digital citizenship and media literacy and digital health. And, you know, the theme tomorrow is from the classroom to the boardroom. It's everyone's responsibility. What are you going to, Julie, what are you going to want people to take away from that session tomorrow? Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> um, I know. I think I want people to understand all of the things about social media that we don't know, all about the terms of service that we agree to but we don't read, all of the money involved in the economic structure of how um, loads of platforms are making loads of money off of, of our information and data. I would like for them to have a new awareness of what their relationship is with their device. And you know, we're not we're not anti social media at all. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the, the train has left the station, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to help people process all of the new anxieties, feelings, social skills, um, social emotional skills that are involved in today's world that didn't exist 20 years ago. Because like Mary Alice said, we don't have our parents to ask. We did not grow up in this world. So it's, it's a challenge for all of us. This will be an opportunity for people and anybody is invited, as you said, it's free, mm -hmm. to, to really extend the conversation that we're just starting here today. I mean, obviously, there's a lot to talk about. But I want to come back to you, Mary Alice, on, on your, your, your sessions in front of a computer or a tablet with your 11-year-old. What do you tell your 11-year-old about Stormy Daniels? Because he is seeing that and hearing that. Yes. Um, well, I, I would say that we have a very open relationship, you know, where that you know, this is out there. And he's going to see that, whether he's going to see it with me or <clears throat> he's not going to see it. Uh, he's going to see it with his friends. And so this is a teachable moment where you are talking about current events. Um, and then this brings in that whole media literacy as well, that entire piece. And um, he knows, he, I mean, it's not just him. I mean, there are seven-year-olds that are, you know, like very young. I mean, if you go they to have a, their own phones. They do. Sure. You go to a restaurant yeah. and look at how um, many people are not even talking. Right. Well, the, the average age now of a new smartphone owner is 10 years and two months. Really? And that's sometimes when I talk to parent groups, I say, you know, if you were handing a child a smartphone without talking to them, about the apps and how they're going to use it and how it's going to make them feel. It's the same as, as giving them a Maserati without driver's ed, right? Right, right. So it's all about starting conversations and helping parents and teachers know what questions to ask. I even think about before even that driver's ed about the keys of the car, you've got to learn, you know, got to go to driver's ed. Let's mm -hmm. just even think about bicycles. You know, there are bicycles that have no pedals and then you have the tricycle and you have <laughs> that, you know, you, I even like to have that analogy about like how you learn to ride a bike and somebody's holding the back of it, you know, as you're learning that balancing mm -hmm. act. And if you go back to digital health and wellness, it is a balancing act and we need to model it and we need to be like part of this like ongoing conversation, um, you know, as a community. 
this isn't like we can put a check in the box and we've had the conversation and it's done. No, it I has mean, to keep going. When we think about technology, it's it's changing every single day. And so how do we – it's going to be continuing to evolve and this conversation needs to be involved. And yeah. we look – I mean, this is like emerging technology. Think about that. Yeah. And like responsibilities about media literacy and digital citizenship within emerging tech. I mean, this is ongoing. And just the beginning. Just the beginning. Look how much has changed just in the last 10 years. You know the devices that we have uh, available to us. Right. Yeah. The uh, this whole idea, and we have we're going to have to break it up in just a second. The whole idea of people uh, sitting next to each other and not communicating, but texting someone else, uh, is really bothersome to me. That uh, well, they know, could be lost. texting each other. Uh, <laughs> they could be, be texting each other. You never across, know. Across a crowded room or across a the table, there's <laughs> no question true. about it. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Once again, that's happening tomorrow at Webster University. Uh, it's the annual Digital Citizenship Summit. Hope you have great success there. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you for being with us. Thanks to Mary Alice Kern, founder and executive director of the Digital Citizenship Institute, Julie Smith, media and communications instructor at Webster. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you.